Okay, we are live. Um, and today I have Amanda and Eve with us from Couple, and it's super exciting. We were just having a bit of a chance to catch up beforehand about how Couple is the ideal Christmas present. Um, <laughs> Eve, Amanda, can you just show us what a couple is for those people yes. that don't know? A couple, I'll do my demo, is a reusable yeah. water bottle, and inside your outer sleeve is hidden a insulated coffee cup with a lid. So you've got your water bottle for your cold water, and then which just slides in there, and then you've got your insulated cup for your hot coffee, hot chocolate, mulled wine, with a lid that pops on the top, and then you have two reusables in one. Um, and the clever bit, of course, is when you finish, and that's got just a few dribbles in there, it all goes back together again, so you don't get any dribbles in your bag. That's a couple, a cup and a bottle coupled together. I love that. So with normal reusable cups, would you get a dribble in your bag? Well, uh, that was, <laughs> yes, our biggest complaint. Of the, the reason people don't carry a reusable bottle and cup with them is that the cups always leak. So the way to seal it in there means you don't get any leaks. Which is That's good because we don't want coffee or hot chocolate no. all over the inside of our handbags, no. do we? No. We, we design couples to try and make it as convenient as possible to carry both. So there's two less single use things going into landfill. That was the that was the the idea behind it. Amazing. So I suppose let's quickly talk about why did you come up with this idea for couple? Because obviously it's a brilliant idea and I've got one and I love it. Um, but if we sort of wind back to the start of your journey, how did you... Well, uh, yeah, tell us the story about couple, how you met each other, how you came up with the idea. So shall I do that one? Yeah. Um, we're, we're cousins, even our cousins. So we have, we've known each other forever. And um, we've both lived and worked overseas for quite a good portion of our, our former careers. And at the beginning of 2019, we both found ourselves back in the UK um, and looking for a change, looking to do something that was perhaps more personally meaningful. And um, because we live quite close to each other, we were meeting up. Uh, discussing things, discussing contemporary issues, and and also experiencing the terrible litter that you see by the waste, by the roadsides, and um, prompted by yet another single-use plastic bottle, yet another discarded cup cup in the in the hedgerow. We decided that we want we just it was driving us mad, so we wanted to do something about it. So. That started conversations and we went litter picking and then we thought well what we'd actually quite like to do is stop it getting into the hedgerows in the first place and we looked at what's you know what what's preventing people from using reusables and one of the things that came back quite quickly was the inconvenience and the bulk of having to carry a bottle and a cup and then if you have uh, food wear and you have your packed lunch and you have your um, cut, it all just that there's a lot to think about in the morning so we thought if we can get to the point where you only have one thing to think about for your hot drinks and your cold drinks that's a couple that will just help people to make that choice to move away from from single-use plastic I love that was, that was about really two, good, two and a half years ago now you've got a really good mission I love that idea <laughs> of looking at hedgerows and doing the litter picking and kind of coming up with the solution to the problem so uh, Emmy's told me a lot about couples, but now you've just described it. I'm like, that's what I need. I do <laughs> carry a big water bottle that's quite heavy. And then I think, well, I'm not going to have a reusable coffee thing because that's just going to take up too much room. But yeah. now I can have them in one thing. Yeah. I'll, I'll get you one for Christmas, Debbie. I'll buy you one yeah. for Christmas. I need to get you a Christmas present. So there you go. It's done. Yeah. A couple. You're going to get a couple. So um, how did you come up with the name? I love the name. It's brilliant. And and it's C-U-P-P-L-E. Yeah. Um, 
So that was quite funny. One of the conversations we had where we were sort of going, well, how would you put a cup and a bottle together and not make it look like a flask, which obviously exists? Um, and Amanda left. And about a half an hour later, when she got home, I just received one message on a text. And that was couple. Um, and seeing that word, which is obviously a completely made up word, um, I called her straight away and went, that's it. That's the one. <laughs> You've got to do it. Because um, I think coming up with a brand and the name we didn't realize that, but that was that's really important. Um, and mm. the couple has that kind of connotations, obviously, two things together, and it's quite cute. It's quite like a couple. Um, it just had a warm feeling, as as how we both. It's brilliant, and it's so difficult, isn't it, when you setting up a new business to, to find like a domain name and a name that hasn't already gone. You know, Debbie and I have found this as well with what, what we're trying to do. It's so difficult. Everything's yeah. gone, yeah. Um, and so to come up with that, which is short and succinct, and like you said, sounds lovely and also makes sense it's brilliant um but it, and it's also got the engineering the element to it as well because obviously you couple are trained together so mm -hmm. it's that idea of the design and the cleverness and the engineering around it that was also uh, incorporates that as well yeah was this one of those was it one of those inspirations that you have while driving or washing up because yes. i find yes, it, it Yes. <laughs> Letting go of the having the crushing, I have to think of it. And then it just comes to you, doesn't yeah. it? And you're kind of meditatively doing something else, which I love that idea of. Yeah. And actually, funny enough, couple.com, I think it's available now. But anyway, it was, it was a Korean bra company when we first searched for it. Okay. So we, our website is actually coupleup.com. So it was the idea that, again, you couple up with us to have a couple and uh, anyway but you're right the domain name and choosing all that branding is, is, is difficult yeah exactly and and just choosing the name and and one of the things that we were talking about earlier is when you came to me very early stage because obviously we worked together um you had all your branding done with your brand guidelines and I was like wow this is really impressive because most early stage businesses have got an idea they've thought about a product or a service but they haven't gone down that road of you know of spending money and time and investment on branding and and it is really important to get that your brand right lots of people don't have the budget initially but you know you obviously have felt very strongly about that because that was one of the first things that you got done yeah um, and I think that goes back to what is sort of the, the 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 title for our talk today is knowing when to ask for help so even I don't come from a design background we don't come from a marketing background um we come from we've had first careers so we're kind of on our second second careers so but we, so we've got quite a lot of experience but it just is not it wasn't in those key areas we needed to set up a, a design and manufacture business so very early on, we appreciated that. And, and we worked with a design studio called Ether Design in Dorset. They're um, a dynamic, young studio full of multidisciplinary experts, engineers, designers. And they really helped us. From Once we got from the back of the envelope scribbling, they really helped us to develop our design into the couple we now have. And along the way, you know, they were also very helpful in getting us to look at what it was we were we were forming, what the business was, what our aspirations were, what we wanted the business to stand for, and also as it as became quite apparent, it's 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 a designed product. It's a very considered product. We it looks very simple, but it took us eighteen months to get to what it is now. There's an awful lot of thought that's gone into that, and we wanted all of that creative process to be reflected in in how we showed couple to the world. So that was how um, we came up with the idea of um, actually talking to a brand designer 
again, based down in Dorset, um, and really enthusiastic from the outset for what we're trying to do, and brought that aesthetic into um, how we presented couples. So we, it was it was a really uh, really valuable exercise for us, and a very a, a very happy one to do to actually be able to describe what we wanted to achieve and to encapsulate that in all the material we produced for couples. Yeah, it made it also very real because once we had our brown Bible, you could see the imagery and the colour, the pantones, all the things that she was introducing. It made it once we had that, we were like it was almost like having been given a business in a way because it was it was future proofing what we were going to do. And and saved you a lot of time because I remember when you wanted to get your website done on Shopify. You managed to get that done. It felt with very little stress. It felt like I mean, maybe it was, but compared to a lot of businesses I've seen, it was a short amount of time. And I believe that's because you had all your brand guidelines done, you had all your imagery mm-hmm. done, you had the look and feel. So you were so clear in your head what the website was going to look like that you didn't have to do all of that work, which often, you know, if you haven't done all the brand brand work before, has to be done before you can do your website, or otherwise you start doing the website and you start it doesn't look right and you're changing things and that ends up costing a lot of money and taking a lot of time so I think it was really really sensible to to get that done and, and it's definitely paid off um Debbie it's did quite, you yeah well I was thinking it's quite a big undertaking isn't it like it, it's you say it takes 18 months from that kind of concept was it from having that concept to having that product in your hand like that's a that's a dedicated piece of time to put into it, isn't it? Were there any points along that journey where you were questioning what you were doing, or it sounds like the momentum also came from you too and those people that you brought alongside to keep keep that going? Because you can kind of lose that sometimes, can't you? I How did that go yeah, working with other people? When we found Ether, they they're ex Dyson and they're a young team. And they um, they loved it when we told them what our idea was, and we realised that we hadn't found anyone else who put a, the simple idea of putting a water bottle and a proper coffee cup with a lid together. Um, they were they were driving it with us. They were like, "This is such a great concept." And very early on, they said to us, "This is perfect for Kickstarter." And Kickstarter is a crowdfunding site where you don't give away equity; you just you're pre-selling the product that hasn't yet been made. So people look at it, like it, believe in it, they'll pay you know, a discounted price. And that gave us the funds going forward. But once you're on that journey, you have to keep going. So once we had <laughs> Kickstarter, which was also a lot of money, you're then there. And then once you've got the money, then you have to manufacture it. Then you have to fulfill all those Kickstarter orders. Mm. So there was a certain momentum that was driving us just every day that we had to just tick the boxes and do everything. And <laughs> then when we sold 2000 in 30 days, it was like, wow people like it and therefore we've got to do it yeah <laughs> so that's no a really good it's such a good way to test the market as well isn't it because you're yeah. not putting that time and effort to create something and then putting it out to market you're kind of selling the concept and seeing if people like the idea and then getting those mm-hmm. pre-orders in and mm-hmm. I've worked with people who've done kickstarters and I know that that is a big piece of work in mm-hmm. itself so yeah. well done for getting that many orders in in, the, in those yeah. 30 days yeah. that's very impressive in itself mm-hmm. It's huge. And also that was such a great sign to investors, which you then had to go on to next, because you've already got that traction, haven't you? You've got 2000 people that put their hand up and said, I want to buy this. It's an amazing product. So you haven't got investors thinking, oh, is this a risky investment? I'm not sure people are going to want to buy it because you've already got that proof. Um, So what would you say has been your biggest challenge so far? I mean, I'm sure there's been loads or maybe you could just share a couple of the things that you found, you know, to be really hard. Um, we were talking about this earlier, weren't we, actually? Like, 
there is so much involved in running a business. And sometimes when you first set up, you don't realize all those things. Um, and I think sometimes to outsiders, it looks like it's just, you know, you, oh, you go on Kickstarter and you sell 2000 and it, it, or you just, you know, over, oh, you know, you do your crowdfunding campaign and you get 200 grand. And I think to outsiders, they can sometimes just see the highlights and think, wow, it's so easy. And they don't see behind the scenes. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's been a lot of challenges. Uh, it's like we're sitting <laughs> smiling with our couple, but, you know, but the, the greatest thing is doing it together, doing it yeah. with someone. Um, and we both have our strengths and weaknesses and they're not the same and we recognise that. Um, but it's just, it, I've forgotten what the question is, sorry. We're just asking what it is. I think the thing is the challenges are also the greatest joys because the the it's starting a small business is no it's no small undertaking um and you know whatever you choose whether it's a product or a service I think you have to realize that from the beginning because if you don't have the passion and you don't have the resolve and you don't have the resilience it's just it's quite possible it's just going to overtake you and Mm -hmm. just you're not going to get through those challenges but with the challenges and meeting those and with the successes that come out of that, it's an incredible feeling. You know, it's still this feeling that this is something that Eve and I sat and came up with over a cup of coffee. We talked about it for a long time. We took it to the next stage. Then we had to get the financing. And I think the, the, the challenges kind of evolve one after another. So it's not as if you sit at the beginning and you realize everything you're going to have to go through. What our first conversation was we thought, oh, OK, this is a really good idea. Right. We'll just get this made and then we'll sell it at markets because that seems like a good idea. We can go and talk to people. And um, that's a way of, of being able to sell a product. And in fact, that's what ironically, that's why I've got a slightly husky voice today, because I have been at Christmas market. So two and a half years later, even I've spent quite a lot of time in November and early December uh, out of Christmas markets, meeting fantastic people, being able to talk to them about a couple and the joy of seeing that reaction when when we unscrew the outer sleeve and you reveal the insulated cup and pe- we had people shrieking at markets when they saw this for the first time and the reward of getting that is worth all the sort of sleepless nights and the doubts and the concerns that just inevitably come with having a small business so I think you meet each challenge as it comes and you um, don't be afraid to talk about it don't be afraid to ask for help there's loads of help um, either from other people who are in the same situation, from the sort of experts like Emmy, we we you know we knew we wanted to understand how to structure our business and how to have a business that could scale and that had sensible procedures in place. And so you know we reached out and we found you, and that was fantastic for our business at a very early stage. And um, but there's lots of other people, you know, just chatting. Don't really don't be afraid to chat to people because that is a way of helping you to identify your challenges and also then just share the successes. And people are so kind, are so supportive in, in all the conversations we've had. It's, that's just really been the pleasure of the, of the last couple of years. Yeah, it has. And actually, it's also sometimes you can rely on, I was just thinking about one of our challenges, is that the uh, products obviously need to be tested before they go to market. So we've done everything and manufactured and brought it to the country and no one had told us that. And because we didn't have a background in production or, you know, design or anything, we didn't know that either. And it was just before we were about to start that we found this out. So that was a big challenge, like getting that done. Part, fortunately, it passed, of course, because we had used the right manufacturing partner and our design team had done everything correctly. But you can also 
I think there's an you know, we can't, you are also buoyed along by all these experts that you work with. But at the end of the day, it's down to you yeah. to make sure you're doing everything properly. Um, yeah. And that's, that's a challenge in itself. And difficult, often much more difficult to change, you know, products and services, because like you said, you've, you've had that process and they're getting made. And then, you, you know, it, that yeah. whole process takes quite some time, doesn't it? I remember oh. it, it took, it took quite some time. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's interesting what you're, what you're saying, Amanda, because it is lonely being a founder. So the fact you've got each other is yeah. you know, fantastic. Um, and I think, especially lonely being a founder when you've got those challenges but also what you were saying about reach out to other founders reach out to Mm -hmm. experts people love helping don't they people love networking um I think other founders who are uh, you know a bit a bit bit ahead of you who've already done got funding or who are in the same same sort of part of their journey but maybe in a different industry they all want to to connect and sort of share ideas and share help and I think that's that's where you can get loads of um, value actually is is just reaching out to people and, and forming those relationships mm-hmm. and just saying hi and sharing sharing yeah yeah and the lovely thing is you can actually start to help other people quite soon so you know once we once we've been through our kickstarter experience and it that is a completely absorbing three months of our life we just really i think you know everybody else got fed up of talking to us because we all we could talk about was kickstarter but once you've been through that experience you then have that to share with other people and so we've met other designers and other other people who are developing products and we've been able to pass on some of that learning to them so it's kind of um that feels great to be able to contribute back as well and you can do that quite early on yeah it's quite circular isn't it then you're kind of paying it forward and you know giving other people advice I really like that way Amanda that you said that you would you have that contact with your customers and you're showing them how it works and they're kind of shrieking with delight (laughs) and I think that's really important as well because Sometimes I think when we're divorced from our customers, which you can be when you run a kind of online business, you kind of can forget the, that joy in people's faces or what it looks like when they see it. And I love the fact that you are you have that kind of e-commerce business, but you're actually going out there in markets and talking to people and meeting them because that's going to propel you to keep going as well, isn't it? When you kind of see people's um, reaction to it, the shrieks. I can't I'm wait getting great, great, great feedback too. Yeah, yeah, and feedback. Yeah. yeah, and we always say, don't we, like, talk to your customers, go and do research. Yeah. And I think there's nothing like actually being there and talking to people about what their favourite colour is or what they love about it or what's what's next or why it's so important. And yeah. to hear what they say, that's your marketing messages, yeah. isn't it, for the future? That's It is. And the other thing that struck me um, on Sunday evening when I got back from the market, because we offer personalisation now on couples, so you can have um, a little um, name or a message etched on your cup or on your bottle. And at the markets, we, we manually take the requirements, and then even I sit off to the markets and feed those into our engraver, who is another wonderful part of our team who works down in Hampshire Um, and so we feed those messages and we feed the orders in electronically and so you sit there at the end of the day you think oh my goodness somebody's taken the time to think about the name they want on and so we had grandchildren wanting Nana and we have sort of children using little pet names for each other and we have you know relatives really putting themselves into the message that's going onto the bottle so that's another lovely experience just to see how much thought and, and care people take with gifting and how and you know how a couple can be a part of that and and it it's just lovely that that it struck me the other day I wasn't expecting to feel that when I was sitting on a computer filling in forms so it just it's just a really nice feeling 
You're finding the joy in everything, Amanda, and that's the great <laughs> thing. But that's the thing, isn't it? You know, Debbie and I always say that. You've got to love, you know, love what you do. And if you found mm-hmm. something that brings you joy and you're also having a positive impact, then that's amazing. Um, we like to keep these short. We normally keep these under 20 minutes. So just one one last question. Um, is there just one piece of advice you'd like to share with founders, um, both of you? That'd be great. Just a small piece of advice that you would give founders who, you know, maybe where you were two and a half years ago, who've got an idea, they're wondering whether to do it. Um, you know, what's your biggest learning or something that you'd, you'd say to them? I think I would say talk, uh, talk and but don't listen to the naysayers because my father is still going, are you still doing it? <laughs> you know, you've just got to keep going, believe in it. And um, another piece of advice, make something that 100 people love rather than a 1,000 people think's okay. And I think mm. that's they're the people we kind of listen to, the people who squeal when you open and go, oh my God, it's like magic. It's like Tommy Cooper or whatever they say. You know, it's just like, they're the people who love it and they've come back time and time again. They're buying now for Christmas. They'll buy for Mother's Day. They're the people who we you focus on in life, not the people who think, mm, not sure. Mm, amazing piece of advice is they're the ambassadors aren't they they're the advocates that are going to yeah. keep coming back and telling everyone how amazing you are um amanda anything you'd like to um, yeah, for me i think because it's uh, it's wonderful to share a journey i think if you can at the beginning find someone who has your passion who shares your interest who's willing to sort of join together it just doubles the pleasure it halves the challenges and it will just make the whole thing much more, um, you know, much less stressful and much more enjoyable if you can share it with someone. So I couldn't have done it without Eve. I think Eve would say the same. And we, uh, you know, that has just made a huge difference. Mm. I think we found that too, me and Debbie, like just doing what we do. It's so much more fun together, isn't it? And if something goes a bit wrong, it doesn't matter. And if you have a great time, then it's good to celebrate with someone. Thank you so much, both of you, for coming on today. Um, we, I love Couple. I will share all the links to Couple in all the podcasts and the LinkedIn lives and everything. Um, and obviously on my Instagram, I'm also going to be giving away a couple this week. And Debbie, I'm going to buy you a couple for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're happy. Um, thank you so much, everyone. And I will end the broadcast. So we'll-